Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's right, everyone. It is time for another edition of Hockey Talk. Hockey Talk is brought to you by the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I am the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. I am joined by my good friend, the lawyer himself, David Ungar. And after a wild trade deadline week last week, teams are now making their push for the playoffs, Dave. And um, our teams, the, the Blues and the Capitals, well, the Blues are not making a push for the playoffs. The Blues are skating it out. Caps, well, you know, they're they're still there. They're still there. And they're and they, they're they, only a couple points out. You're a win away. They uh, a beat win up away on, from Florida. Beat up on the Islanders last night. So, yeah, I, I think they were trying to mail it in and then realize, you know, not we're not quite shitty enough yet. So let's let's stretch this out. Well, and you guys, you signed, was it Trevor Trevor Van Riemsdyk yeah, to a three-year de- deal? They're defensemen there. Yeah, they're they're locking down yeah, some of the younger, younger guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah I, I love how, in, well, and in hockey, 31 is young, right? Like, because that's how old Van Riemsdyk is. Yeah. No, it is. It really is. Like, hockey players play forever. See Ovechkin, comma, Alex. Yes. Um, so that's not... That's not a, that's not a tremendous deal. I'll, I'll tell you what we're recording here on Sunday and I'm not going to lie. Noble listener. Like I'm a distracted Patrick O'Dowd today anyway, because this is like my favorite. These last two weeks in the world of sports are far and away among my favorite two weeks in sports because last week into all of this current week that we are that we are wrapping up here as we record on a Sunday, um, into the following week is conference tournament uh, week for basketball for the NCAA. Today, as we were recording, it is Selection Sunday. It is the Oscars. It is like 
everything that I love. Like this is probably my favorite time of the year in sports outside of opening day for baseball because baseball is my first and only love when it comes to sports. Like if I have to choose a sport above all other, I don't give a shit what Tony says about baseball being boring. I love watching that sport in person on TV anywhere I can find it. I'm going to watch it and, and love it. But this week is so much fun if you follow college sports and, and you know and. Over in your neck of the woods, you know, UCLA's got a good thing going, uh, though they have taken a couple of really huge injuries that, that might ultimately hurt them in a in a run in the in the tournament. But I don't know. I love it. It's it's a great time of year, man. It's just great. And um hockey kind of takes a backseat for me. This year, yeah. <laughs> I could see that for both of us. It's like, well, our teams are kind of out of it. Um, like you said, as hectic as the trade deadline was, this last week was kind of more back to normal um, sort of thing and not a whole lot. I mean, we did get the first team to clinch, and it's no surprise who that is. So, you know. Yeah, yeah the Bruins are the Bruins are in. Yeah. Stunning. Shocking. 51st team to 50 wins. Um, they, they just keep chugging along. So I don't see... Eh. Yeah, they're well on pace for for the historic run. I, you know, I do think so. As we record today, probably the the most intriguing game has to be the Devils, as they have a chance uh, with a win to pull themselves into a tie for first. Uh, as as they work to get um, get up there with Carolina, and so uh, you know that could be like they're hosting the Hurricanes. So this is opportunity. Tonight, 7 Eastern, for those of you in the area. Uh, and, you know, home ice, this has got to look like a big opportunity for them. You know, two teams. This, this is a playoff preview. Good game. Big game. Yeah, I saw, Um, I know last week we were talking about the woes of the Tampa Bay Lightning and how the, when they were playing Carolina, how would they respond to that? All their stars being benched and they got worked by Carolina, like six to nothing or something. It was a rout. So I thought that was right. a big statement win for Carolina. Yeah, got to see the Devils, um, not up close and personal, but got to watch them play the Caps this last week. Um, that was a good game. Uh, Devils definitely put a lot of – Darcy Kemper's been playing better for Washington, and the Caps got right. – they got a point out of it. You know, the the shootout was was okay. But, um, yeah, New Jersey's there. I, I don't see them catching Carolina, but um, they're – they're a fun team to watch, you, you know. I mean, youthful, I mean, you say you don't see exuberance, them, you know. You, you say you don't see them catching them. They're literally tied in wins and only two points down, Dave. Like this isn't, this isn't like oh, ten points back and, and like working it. Like I think both teams are hot going into this game. You know, they both won seven out of their last ten. Uh, Jersey's been str- slightly stronger with a tie as opposed to three losses, but. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think they, if they keep this up, that youthful exuberance gives them a shot. Now I, I am like you, I would believe in Carolina over Jersey because how could you not? But I don't think it's quite as, I don't know that it's as far gone as I thought. And again, we weren't talking about the devils at the beginning of the year. So shame on us, right? Shame on us. No. 
I don't think I don't think we could have anticipated them being this good this quickly. I mean, they made they've been making moves for years and they've got this influx of young guys and and they've kind of underachieved for the last few years. But I I guess in some ways we should have seen it coming that it's inevitable. It's like Edmonton sooner or later you get to that tipping point. There's too much talent for these guys to keep sucking. Um, I don't think that we expect them to be this good. This just like that. But, you know, right. You know who needs a win, though? Or who needs to who needs to get their shit together? So for all these moves, all the work that they did, the New York Rangers have been playing middling hockey since picking up Patrick Kane, since pitching up Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, Patrick Kane has scored two straight scored a goal in the last two games. They're they're welcoming the Pens. The Pens have been playing relatively well as of late. Um, this should be. This should be an it's an important game. The Penguins trying to hold on to their wild card spot in the East. Uh, the Rangers trying to keep that dis, distance. Uh, I I don't know, man. I I think. What do you make of the Rangers and their struggles? I guess is is really what my question is here. Well, I mean, yeah, they've got. <laughs> is it chemistry? You think? Maybe a little bit. I, I think, you know, they're kind of still working out. I mean, he, this influx of uh, of scorers hasn't exactly translated. I mean, they won a tough two to one game against Buffalo last night. Thank you. You know, that keeps keeps the caps in, in the running with things. But um, I don't know. I think it might be chemistry. They're learning how to play together. Their their defense has been a little bit spotty here and there, but they seem to seem to be playing better. Um, Pittsburgh needs this win as much as anybody because, you know, you're looking at them in a dead heat with the Islanders for the wild card, you know, you got seven. Right. I mean, and, and that, you normally say, well, you know, they're both, uh, they're three up on Florida. They're five up on the caps, but not getting that eight seed is a big deal this year. So you avoid yeah, Boston yeah, right. no, as long nobody as possible wants to play Boston right now. Right. So um, I think Pittsburgh, uh, Bonino, Nick Bonino, who they just picked up. I think he got hurt. I saw penguins fans mm-hmm. lamenting that. Um, so, We'll see. We'll see what the Pens do. They've they had a, I know they blew something against the Islanders the other night. Um, they had a big lead and and dropped it, but then they rallied from four down to beat Columbus or some shit like that. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, Pittsburgh. It's going to be disappointing for me to see them in the playoffs and the Caps nowhere to be found. But um, yeah, I think the the Rangers are like I don't know. They're just they've got a pretty good cushion as far as that third spot in the in in the uh, metro so you know they're going to end up playing new jersey or carolina in the first round um so we'll see what they do they 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 do need to get it together kane's been playing better tarasenko's playing better yeah they're they're a tough one to figure out what is exactly going on they're they're a little helter skelter lately they have been a little bit of helter skelter you know we're talking about standings and division let's head over the western conference real quick minnesota uh minnesota only a couple of points back in Dallas in the Central. Big news out of Minnesota, though, as Kaprizov, Kirill Kaprizov, will be out three to four weeks for Minnesota. Leading scorer left midway through the third period of a 4-2 win against Winnipeg. All, it's a lower body injury. Said it favored his left leg. But they're saying three to four weeks. Can Minnesota weather this storm as they try to make a playoff push in the central they can i i anticipate colorado will probably catch them during that time frame they're only five back 
Colorado, the defending champs, playing better. They are getting healthier at the right time. That right. certainly helps. McCarr has been back. He's been impactful since he came back. Um, I, I still think Minnesota probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them dropping. You know, twelve. There's a twelve point gap between them and Nashville for the who's out on the outside looking in for the wild card, and and Calgary has fallen apart the past few weeks. You know, they went from wild card to out of it. I think they can hang in there. Minnesota's got enough talent. I don't think one player, even your leading scorer, is going to make that huge of a difference. I would not be surprised to see Colorado catch them and pass them, though. I think Dallas is going to win that division. Dallas is looking pretty good. Looking strong. Looking strong. Um, I know what Seattle finally lost. Seattle's uh, Seattle's looking like they're going to get their first playoff berth, Pat, uh, and they're only their second season. They just had, what, a five-game winning streak end? So, well, uh, it's it's always good to know that the uh, the balance of power is is immediately favoring, still favoring expansion teams uh, in the NHL. There's just only so much. Uh, okay, so I've already decided we're going to go completely off script for the second half of the show and just talk about a bunch of random shit. Um, cool, <laughs> and, but it's gonna be it's gonna be like some it's gonna be sports stuff. I'm sorry, it's Selection Sunday. I, I, basketball is on my brain. But I want to talk about it. So there was an article that came out this morning on NHL.com. Um, I'm looking to see if it came. It, no, it straight straight up came from Mike Zeisberger, uh, staff writer. Uh, Paul Coffey, uh, as the uh, general manager for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, talking about Connor McDavid needing some help. He can't, quote, do it. By himself. Connor had a great game and played well. This is right after a loss to Toronto where McDavid uh, team lost seven to four. McDavid had a three point performance with a goal and two assists Had three shots on gold and even delivered a few hits. uh, And yet the team still lost. Is Edmonton just Connor McDavid? No, but there's not enough of Leon Dreisaitl to go around to make them a real threat. I will. I mean, they are not a one trick pony. They've got some players. I love dry I think he's a great compliment to Connor, but Connor McDavid's having a ridiculous season. I mean, this guy's going to win the heart trophy. He's going to be the MVP. I don't, I don't see anybody right coming. I mean, as great as Boston's been, no one on the, that is a true team effort. No one stands out on well, them. as like, that's the guy. And McDavid is what's literally interesting is Ed, Edmonton and Boston played, uh, you know, played each other and they built it about Pasternak versus McDavid the top two and McDavid was like a full, what, like 15, what points or, or goals. It was goals is what yeah. they said. They were like, it was, he was just like 10 or so goals ahead of Pasternak. Like there's just, there's no comparison to the guy. Like right now he is the best player in hockey. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there's nobody, really nobody close. I mean, I think, you know, Tage Thompson is somebody I want to watch over the next couple of years is somebody maybe to challenge him. Cause I think that kid is tremendous. But yeah, McDavid's on a completely different level. I mean, as cool as the Alex Ovechkin story is, and as much as his chase or Gretzky's going to dominate the next couple years, yeah, McDavid is is the the man. Um, do they need more help for him? Sure, but you know, Edmonton, look right. at look at yourself in the mirror. What did you do at the trade deadline to better yourself? Not much, exactly. Um, you had yeah, you had options, and you could have done things, and everybody went to the East. I mean, where were you with Patrick Kane? Where were you with Tarasenko? Where were you with some of these uh, other guys who made these moves? You know, uh, they could have used that 
that uh, defenseman Ch- church or church or whatever the hell his name was. I can't pronounce it. Church, 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 church. Yeah, that guy. Uh, like me trying to say Shesterkin. He could have helped the. De- I actually the- did it pretty good there. You did. Yeah, he could have helped the defense out. They didn't do anything. So uh, yeah, Paul Coffey. You know, you're not on the hot seat like the Flyers GM was. He's gone. But um, right. you know, you gotta you gotta think about it. yeah. If Edmonton keeps falling short, Coffey's not long to be a GM over there. Cause I don't think with a team like that, when you got a generational talent like Connor McDavid and you're not getting at least to the Stanley cup finals out of the West, um, <laughs> you got to start looking around. Right. And, uh, and we're going to look around after the break at other sports. I, I got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. I'm sorry. If you're here for the hockey talk, you're going to get, we'll just call it sports talk. You got today. enough hockey talk. You they got 16 minutes of hockey. There you go. Good for you them. got 16 minutes of hockey, and right now, until we get to the last couple of weeks of the season and get into the true playoff push as teams start to like really clinch and start really fighting over that wild card spot, a lot of this is just some of the headlines around around the league. Uh, but when we come back, it's Selection Sunday. I'm going to make Dave talk about college basketball. It's also spring training right now in, or in the MLB, so we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball because this is about the only chance I'm going to get to do it. Uh, So stick around for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You are listening to Hockey Slash Sports Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, so I have no, I have no fancy music. Welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Um David Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd, talking all things uh, sports today. Uh, and in fairness, chairshot.com, it's it's sports, it's entertainment, it's sports entertainment. We're going to hit some other sports outside of hockey. Uh, and let's, I'm going to start with my favorite, uh, because I know this is bigger to me than it is to Dave, and I think we can have a more fruitful conversation when we talk baseball a little bit. But we're recording here on Sunday, a selection Sunday, uh, We've got a few conference tournaments wrapping up before CBS puts out its famous selection show, which is one of the longest, most agonizing hours of your life as nobody gives a shit right about how long, you know, they sort of tease the bracket reveals in the regions. They have to do a whole section where they talk about the four number one seeds that I think got put to bed last night with UCLA losing to Arizona by two points, which kudos to UCLA being down two guys to lose by a field goal. 
Uh, tough, yeah, tough three to go pointer at, that man. just barely missed at the buzzer that would have won right. it. And and I love me some Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell, like just some fun, great players. Illinois, uh, my University of Illinois fighting line, I actually beat them, came from behind to beat them early in the season on a neutral floor. And given the way the University of Illinois basketball team currently plays, um, I'm surprised that that happened. We'll just we'll just put it that way. But anyway, Dave, do you get up for the NCAA tournament at all? Do you care? I do. I mean, I it was it was yeah. it was obviously a bigger deal for me back in the day when Georgetown was dominant, when you know Maryland was yeah. really good. Um, you know, now I I. You know, I'm a big I, I'm a fan of UVA. You know, I'm a fan of, of Virginia. I suffered Virginia. through the biggest upset in tournament history a few years ago, and then reveled in their actually coming through and winning the title a year later. Turned that bad boy around, yeah. They sure did. Uh, you know, Maryland, Maryland's. I'm sure they're going to make the tournament. I, I think they've done enough to get in, even though they flamed out against Indiana. But you know, it's the Big Ten tournament. What do you want? Virginia lost to Duke in the ACC final. Uh, so yeah, the teams that I'm in at Georgetown's just an absolute train wreck. I mean, I don't, I don't know what has happened well, there, but <laughs> and they and they um fired Pat and they fired Patrick Ewing probably two years too late because that thing was a mess from the, like he, it's real. This is a fascinating trend in college basketball of like schools hiring their like famous players who aren't really that interested in being coaches like Patrick Ewing was a legacy who said all the right things about wanting to be a, a head college basketball coach. But when you really look at it, um, didn't, didn't really want to do the work because recruiting is work and it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of tough work. Uh, and the same thing happened at St. John's with, uh, I think it was Chris Mullen was, was the one who got hired there. I think there's real questions about Jawan Howard in Michigan and how he has done. And and he he's brought in talent, but he just doesn't seem to be a very good coach. Like he has potentially two NBA first round draft picks on his roster and one of the great big men in the Big Ten and Hunter Dickinson. And they're not going to make the tournament because they were abysmal in the non-con. And you know, that's like the, it's just the will to coach doesn't seem like it was there. So it's it's fascinating to me uh, the way that works. Uh, I know you're not as attentive to the college basketball landscape. We talked a little bit about the uh, UCLA Arizona game. Maryland, according to most projections, is an eight or a nine seed, which is good. Means that they're going to have a tough matchup and then get a face of number one if they win. How fun is that? Yeah, I'm guessing UVA is probably a three is my best estimate. Let's see. I'm looking at Jay. So bracketology is always really annoying because Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi. By the way, for those of you who follow college basketball and follow bracketology, don't follow Joe Lenardi or Jerry Palm. You know why? They're never accurate at all. They're like the two worst least accurate bracketologists that are out there follow uh i follow a guy named brad evans uh used to work for cbs used to have his own show he now does a a gambling podcast he's pretty accurate he nails down a lot of them uh field of 68 which is a uh 
podcasting network run by Jeff Goodman. He's got a show called Fielding the 68 where um, they have two guys that basically give their updated practice. They're they're pretty good. Uh, but for the sake of this exercise, I've got Jerry Palm up here in front of me. This is as of 1.32 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. So conference tournaments are having the Atlantic 10 championship is going on as we record this the big 10 championship will be going on as we record bandwagon nerds and just looking at this uh we're like what are we looking for so maryland is listed as an eight um virginia where is uva let's see they are not listed as a three wow jerry palm dropped uva all the way down to a three seed after losing that's not right they're going to be a two seed you th- I there's think, no I mean, way they're, they're 25 gonna... and seven so i'm looking at them as being a three i mean no 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 i i would so palm has virginia as a five seed that's too taking low. on taking on oral roberts as a 12 and the winner of that getting the winner of tennessee and yale so that and that's based on you know, prior to the Ivy League being determined today as well. Um, my favorite storyline is North Carolina being out. Uh, it does not break my heart. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see it. Uh, and, and it'll be really interesting. Team to watch out for, by the way, the Duke Blue Devils. They have won nine straight, uh, including the ACC tournament. They look to be playing very cohesively. I don't know that they're a national con, national title contender, uh, but they're going to be they're going to do a lot of damage, and that now, surprised me. I didn't think John Shire would do that well. Let me ask you. I think there's some news about Houston. Houston's the number one team in the nation right now, but didn't Sasser get hurt last night or something? Marcus Sasser did not play yesterday. Yeah, he got injured. They of course still won the American Athletic. So I think their one seed is still secure, but that is a big blow. That's one of the best cup players in college basketball for Houston. Uh, they're just a nasty, dangerous team as it is. I watched the, that team play last year because they knocked Illinois out of the tournament in the second round. They really do epitomize the con- – they they're, they're long and athletic, and they defend. And I hate Kelvin Sampson uh, because of, uh, of how shitty a coach he is in terms of – you know, things he used to do that are now okay to do um, in the uh, in the world of recruiting. Uh, but he um, he knows how to coach, and he knows what kind of guys he's got, and they, they are built for the NCAA tournament. They're long, they're athletic, they, they're, they can play fast, they can grind you out, they defend, and there's no, there's no, like, traditional big man. They all can seem to handle the ball. Uh, led by Marcus Sasser, they're they're a dangerous team. I think that Purdue's going to get a number one seed because uh, I think they will beat Penn State today. Uh, as we're talking about this now, I say this, this could look terrible later, but um, I think Purdue will lock up its one seed today, and then I think it'll be the first uh, one seed to get bounced. I think Alabama's very dangerous. They're winning. And I'm not right. sold they're on Kansas. Right Alabama's winning right, right now. And I'm just not sold on Kansas. Like I want to believe in Kansas. But they're and maybe that's the problem is that they're they're good and so good that they fail to impress and then they no. just win games. Doesn't can't isn't Bill Self the coach for Kansas who's been out for a medical he is, reason? He, for... Right. He is out for the rest of the season. He uh, had some sort of so the initial rumor was that it was a heart attack. It turned out not to be a heart attack. 
Um, and he's going to be okay. But it was a routine vascular procedure that was performed on Bill Self. All the speedy, you know, the speediest to recovery for a guy. You know, you don't want to see a guy go down like that. Like, that's just, that's Especially after, always horrible. You know, like what happened with Mike Leach. You know, you look at that and, and it brings back terrible memories about right. that. It's, you know, and again, when, you, when your time's up, your time's up. But it's still, it's it's one of those things that's kind of tough to to reconcile and you feel for, you feel for the guy. You just, you really do. And you feel for that community, that team, even if you hate Kansas, kind of like people love to hate Kansas. People love to hate Duke. People love to hate Carolina. Uh, those quote unquote blue bloods. Watch out for the Big East, by the way. Marquette looking good. I know Tony is very excited about that. We'll probably talk about them on our selection show that's going to be coming out. Uh, and we're recording later as well. And uh, UConn might be back. Like UConn might be UConn again, and that could vote, bode well. One of the one of the two fighting Hurleys. I think that's uh, is that Bobby Hurley that coaches UConn? I can't remember. Bobby coaches one. Danny coaches Arizona State, and I can't remember which one. We'll just do this real quick. Bobby Hurley, America. Yeah, he. Yeah, Bobby Hurley coaches uh, UConn. It would appear. So anyway, yeah, we'll see. Let's shift gears. One other thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um, spring training has started. Oh no, Bobby Hurley is the uh Bobby Hurley is the Arizona State head coach. So I, I was wrong. I had him flipped. Danny is the one coaching UConn. Um funny story today, your Washington Nationals are taking on my St. Louis Cardinals and losing in a spring training game and losing. Shocking. Who's losing? Nationals are losing. It's well, three I mean, nothing. So yeah, I was like, what? Do, do these rosters really matter though? Because it's the World Baseball Classic is going on right now too, and so like the Cardinals have a ton of players right now. The thing that's intriguing, and I, I don't even know if they're game. Like sometimes one of the things I love about the MLB Network and having the MLB Network is that they replay and run spring training games even if they don't like show them live and there's a lot of intrigue surrounding the cardinal outfield this year and how good they'll be how how are you feeling about your your washington nationals this year dave are you are you um are you randy quaid oh they're a train wreck come on i mean they're they're three years away from being remotely competitive they don't have they everybody's gone everybody's gone Strasburg I don't think will ever play again they signed him to that big deal I think he's done I I don't I don't see him being able to every time he's tried to come back it's been a disaster um why is Patrick Corbin still pitching in the major leagues I don't understand (laughs) that and you know I don't I mean there there is some young talent the prospects will come around this will be this will be a fun year to see these guys develop um I'm, you know, I'm a Nationals fan. I die hard. I grew up as an Orioles fan. I'm more interested in watching what the O's do this year because they might be a real threat. Nice. Uh, my Cardinals basically did one thing and then sat still. They did sign a catcher. Uh, you know, Wilson Contreras is a, is a good offensive catcher. Seems to be a solid defensive catcher, but nothing to Arenado had a good about. game uh, against Britain yesterday. I saw he did well. Wayne Wright well, it's, pitched it's, okay. Uh, Wayne Wright, who isn't clocking above 86 on his fastball right now. I got no faith. I am so frustrated that the front office 
couldn't say, dude, we're not re-signing you. Like, like I love him. I do. I love him to death. He, I will always love him. But I think he's just going to get shellacked all season. I think he's going to be close. He might. How are you feeling about your cards in general? You guys you guys won the division last we're year, gonna, right? No, we uh we made the wild card. That's right. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We're going to we're going to win 85 to 92 games. We'll be in the wild card conversation if Milwaukee completely implodes and the Reds don't, you know, you know, kind of do what the Reds always do. And we the, might win the division. And the Cubs are and then, the Cubs again. So And the Cubs are the Cubs. We'll we'll see what happens. They're all they're back in their constant state of rebuild. Like, like I don't the front office basically, John Mazalock, who is the not general manager, but is the general manager. Like he's like the president of baseball operations, and we have a general manager that doesn't do anything except whatever Mosaic tells him to do. So it's like the shadow puppet organization. Like it's stupid. Um, didn't pick up any starting pitching. Is relying on a group of around six pitchers, who all of which have history of arm problems, and and we're like, oh, they're healthier than ever. Nothing could possibly go wrong. When you have to, we don't. And the and the and the pitchers that they have aren't. Aces like they don't have a number one shutdown guy. We thought, you know, the Cardinals thought Jack Flaherty would be that guy. He's not that guy. Adam Wainwright isn't a top of the rotation guy. He's barely a fifth guy in the rotation guy. They're joking about maybe picking up, you know, running with a six man rotation. They won't like they won't. They never do. Um, You know, uh, Miles Michaelis can't like arm problems. Hey, we're up four to nothing now, though, in a, in a game that doesn't matter. Uh, it's just, it's like I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the team. I don't get its its roster. I'm more interested in the young guys that they have, like uh, um, Mason Wynn, who is a shortstop who throws like ninety some miles per hour. Um, you know, I, I think he threw in the in the futures game. He threw a 99 mile an hour uh, throw from shortstop to first base to get an out. Um, oh, you guys won the division. They got this kid. Year. Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. No, well, we still we played like shit. So whatever. You, what was the uh, series against Philly that screwed everything up? It, yeah, we got we got swept because um, we had no pitching. Yeah, that you guys blew that lead in game game one. I tell right. you, man, you know. I'll say this about the Nationals. They won 55 games last year. If they win 70 this year, I think that'd be a tremendous accomplishment for this team and a definite positive step in the right direction. And I think they've got they've got the prospects and they've got the pitching. And as they rebuild, they can do that. But the NL East, that dogfight between the Braves, the Mets, and the Phils is going to be fun. Uh, the Phillies, as right. in Harper's out for quite a bit of this season, if I remember correctly. He had, uh, I don't know, did he have Tommy John surgery or something? If and I, I, you know, noble listener, don't crit, don't uh, you know, crucify me if I got it wrong. But um, if Harper's out for a while, Philly's got to weather that storm until he gets back. And if they can, right. then you know, this is a team that you know they pushed the Houston Astros. They were just a couple plays away from making that a different series. So um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think the expectations for the Mets are probably higher than they've ever been. They've done right. everything possibly to win and win now, and they had a good year last year. And I think, you know, they were they dead heat basically with Atlanta for the divisional title last year, but they flamed out big time in the playoffs. So they've got to take a step forward. And then of course there's the Yankees. <sighs> And the Astros. Well, here's the thing. And the Astros. Again, yeah, the Astros are still the Astros. The Yankees are still the Yankees. And the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the other so, team. I, and I think, the I think Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves are still the Atlanta Braves. And the Padres, so, the Padres are a team. I'm like, okay, you guys have, you mortgaged everything to get Juan Soto and some other players. And I don't know, are they getting, who was the guy who got suspended last year for PED use? Um, Tatis. Yeah, if he comes back and they get a full lineup, I look at look at watch out for San Diego a little bit. I think the White Sox bounce back this year. I think the Giants start to come up a little bit more this year. That's my way too early prediction. And I want to see what Seattle can do. Seattle was the feel good story of a year ago. So All right. So should be fun. All right, Dave. Well, we talked a little extra sports. How's that? Look at us go. Yeah. Go Nats, oh, with, sort of. With some time to spare. And we're going to call it right there. You got some NCAA talk. You got some hockey talk. You got some baseball talk. All sports talk. Go us. Dave, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network and how to follow you on the socials. Oh, it's now four to one. Okay, Nats are on the board, Pat, in a game that doesn't matter. It's spring, it's spring training. There. <laughs> you can follow me on you, Twitter. You just just getting reps. Yeah, I know. At Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you, of course, can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Monday, I'm talking nerdy stuff with David Ungar, PC Tunney, and a cast of others for Bandwagon Nerds. On Tuesdays, Dave and I talking usually hockey, but today it was sports talk, hockey talk. And then once the off season hits, we'll be back into musical chairs and Wednesdays. I'm talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of hockey talk slash sports talk. We will catch you next week where we will have more insight at this playoff race. What's happening in the NHL. Maybe I'll distract Dave and talk about other sports. We'll have to see. It's all going to be exciting though. And uh, we're here for it. You've been listening to Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.